0: Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. Hope you all are doing well this new year. I just want to come on live, man, just to talk with you all, just to um, say thank you. Uh, but as everyone is coming in, I want to greet a couple of people. I want to first greet those who's watching for the very first time. I want to say my name is Josh Wessie, also known as Coach Josh, and my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. Uh, after watching this video, you like, man, I like the way this guy flow. Um, I would love for you to be a part of my community, so feel free to subscribe. I would love to have you part of my community online. And for those who's been rocking with me for a long time, whether you've been rocking with me since I started YouTube uh, 12 or 13 years ago, or that you've been uh, with me for a couple of minutes, I want to say thank you so much for being a subscriber. I really appreciate you all um, rocking with me and following me as I follow Christ and as we grow together. And I hope that we continue to rock um, this year and grow together. So come on in to the live feed. Let me know where y'all watching from. <clears throat> Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, CCG. Hey, Coach, it's been a while. I know it's been a while, but we're back. Good afternoon, Coach. Happy New Year to y'all, too. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to give y'all an opportunity. As everyone's coming in, make sure you like, um, share all that good stuff. I just want to share real quickly what I feel uh, we need to focus on in 2021. Michelle Miller, what's going on? Hey, uh, hey, Josh, happy New Year. I hope you had a wonderful birthday. Yes, my birthday was wonderful. Uh, for those who don't know, my birthday is December 31st, the last day of the year. And um, it's one of those reflective days, which is kind of dope having a birthday, the last day of the year, um, because it gives you an opportunity not not only to reflect on your uh, uh, 34th birthday or 35th birthday, but it gives you an opportunity to really look at the year and prepare and transition with everyone. And so it's cool. I just want to say thank you to everyone who wished me a happy birthday, those who um, supported me um, throughout this year. Um, 34 was a great year, even though 2020 was the year that it was. um, I was blessed that my family and my life wasn't affected by um, the, uh, the vid. Um, but but God is good. Um, and no matter what you're facing in your life right now, God is still good. It doesn't matter how bad 2020 was. It doesn't matter what you faced or whatever, but I know what happened in 2020 is that all of our idols, we had a clear vision that they were not sustainable. And that's what's uh, a blessing. Oftentimes um, the greatest blessings are in the midst of our greatest burden. Because when we're burdened, not burdened, but when we're uh, in a place where we have to fully recognize that we're nothing without God, then we realize the gift of God. See, when your idol is sustained or when your idol is strengthened and when your idol is providing for you, we forget God. But when all those idols are tested, idols like money, idols like relationships, idols like jobs, idols like careers, idols like uh, um, selfish ambitions, idols like entrepreneurship, idols like business, idols like ministry. When something like this um, hits the landscape like it did, it shakes us all to our core uh, and, and we'll see what is our core. And, and that's what the best, the number one blessing of 2020, it revealed. That's right. In order for us to be healed, there must be revelation. You know what I'm saying? And so one thing that was uh, good about this past year uh, for a lot of us is that it revealed to us the faithfulness of God. It revealed to us the security of God. It revealed to us the immutability of God, which means he never changes, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it revealed to us um, the importance for us to stay sharp, to stay vigilant, to stay focused, because, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not aware of it now, what our mothers and and, and old saints was talking about in regards to the last days—they are, if not, uh, um, um, down to a little bit of sand in that little time jar, all right? So, um, well. They're supposed to be thank you for happy birthday wishes, but thank y'all so much for all the birthday love, all the birthday support, and all that you've done, uh, help with the ministry. And what my wife and I do, um, this year, they're like, What's your wife do? My wife is behind the scenes a lot helping me, especially on the uh, um, propel side. So, all those who donated, all those who shared videos, all those who commented, all those who liked, all those. Who uh, supported me um, this year, and especially the love I received yesterday. I just want to say thank you. Um, uh, and and 35, I'm excited. I'm excited about um, the the uh, resources that I feel God is leading me um, to share with you all. Uh, we'll see. I have some book ideas. I have some other things, some other aspirations. Um, but I'm just excited to get to serve you all and 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 to be a uh, 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 fresh. Uh, to be able to say, oh, God, what can I do to provide your body, your people with resources and tools that can help them? But um, let's go to the chat by real quick before I get into um, the scripture that I want to share with you all today and then get into some Q&A and then get out your way. Um, thank you, fam. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, watching from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Thank you, Michelle Miller. It's always a pleasure. Uh, good afternoon. Happy uh, a New Year. Happy New Year to you too, fam. Um, okay. Hey, hey Josh, happy new, happy new year to you too, Danielle. Uh, still God. I'm telling you, no matter what we face, he's still God. And, and that's the focus that we must have in every year and not just a new year, new me, new day, new me. It's a new day, new me. And that's what we have to understand that we, through the Holy spirit, have an opportunity to make new. And, and oftentimes when you get into the idea or the mindset of new year, new me, then that's too much of a chunk of time. The goal should be new hour, new me, new day, new me, new minute, new me, Uh, a new week, new me, new month, new me, new quarter, new me, a new half a year, new me, new year, new me. See what I'm saying? We have to break our years down to minutes so that we can always be focused on how the Holy Spirit can continuously make me new. There's always something for us to be made new in. There's always something for us to improve in. There's always rooms to improve And I think when we have that mindset of new day, new me, and we say, hey, man, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to stay on that for a minute. I love that scripture that says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. See, every day is a blessing. See, 2020, or forget 2020, because that's last year, but 2021, no matter what happens with this new strain, no matter what happens... With the year, no matter what we face, we have an opportunity to be new. Unfortunately, a lot of people during pandemics and during um, situations and during pain, they don't become new they don't grow from it. We have the opportunity to actually become better. We have an opportunity to actually grow. So let's not think about new year, new me. Let's think about new day, new me. This is the day that the Lord has made. That means that every single day that God has made for you is is a new day. It's not not like any other day that you've ever been in. And that's what's dope about God. But see, when you have the mindset of, uh, well, days are just like the currency of the US dollar, and the days are just days then you'll never maximize those days but when you look at those days as an opportunity for us like a you know those video games um like Tomb Raider or Crash Bandicoot or or uh any of those adventure games or Halo or any of those games where you have to navigate a world and and and, and like my my game was uh what's that game I played I played uh with my nephew Hitman you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I know, y'all. Like, man, coach, like, play Hitman. Yeah, Hitman is one of those games where I love to think, I love strategizing, I love uh, to assassinate principalities. You know what I'm saying? That type of mindset frame thing. But in those type of games, even though it's the, it's the same world for everyone when they play, quote unquote, the sun came up and the sun sets the same. When you navigate those new realms, there's things hidden in bushes. There's things hidden behind this house. There's things up under this rock. There's things up on this cliff. See, as you navigate in fellowship with God, you begin to find the different things that's hidden in that day. But if you always think about every day as the same as yesterday or as the same as other days, then you won't have the wherewithal to say, you know what? Let me kind of navigate and let me kind of fellowship with God. Let me vibe with him. Let me flow with him because I never know uh, what he has hidden in this day. Why do you think God hides things in days so the enemy cannot uh, mess up your away. As you fall in with God, God wants you to flow him because he's hidden this treasure chest over here. He's hidden this opportunity over here. He's hidden this soul over here for you to uh, evangelize to. He's placed things in those days. That's why we have the mindset of this is the day the Lord has made. Keyword made. That means creatively uh, presented, creatively developed, that he's made. Even though the sun comes up and the sun sets the same or whatever, we know that this day, my day, my specific day was made for me. So let me fellowship with God. Let me engage with God more so that as I build my rhythm, I'm able to navigate this new day for me so I can be able to find those hidden gems. And the mindset that you have to have is that I will rejoice. Not know I might or I hope I will. No, I choose to rejoice in this day because I know that I'm alive. A lot of people didn't make it to today. It doesn't matter how you walked into the day, homeless, under a bridge or in a mansion or uh, with divorce papers on the table with the with the person that walked out on you. It doesn't matter how you walked into this day with the illness or with the with no legs or no arms. No matter how you walked into this day, it's better to walk in this day alive than to walk in hell completely separated for God forever. It's a mindset, family. It's a mindset. We have to think differently. We have to say, no, God, I'm gonna choose to rejoice that you made this day for me, not this year because we don't know what tomorrow is promised. The Bible talks about that tomorrow is not promised. Those who live as if tomorrow is promised, they procrastinate today. But those who live as if tomorrow's uh, not promised, they're productive today. Hear me, I'm gonna repeat that. Those who live as if tomorrow is promised, that means, ah, I'll see tomorrow. Nah, I'll do it tomorrow. They'll procrastinate today. They won't unwrap the present. They won't see what God's gift is for them that day, which is the present. But those who live as if tomorrow's not promised, they're productive today. They say, you know what? I may not have tomorrow, so I'm going to be in my wife's life. You, I'm going to be in my husband's life. I'm going to be in my children's life. I'm going to make the most of every moment I have because tomorrow's not promised. Then what that does for you as an individual, it makes you more productive. It makes you more um assist to the things of God. It makes you realize that the fragility, if that's the word of life, is for real for real, and it makes you navigate differently. That's why the Bible says, I will rejoice. Thank you, God, for this day. Yes, we made it to another year, but no, we made it to January 1st. Don't get so caught up on, I made it to 2021, because we don't know what 2021 holds, but I know who's holding you and holding me right now on January 1st, 1247 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for my time. So who's holding you today? Who's holding you this minute? Because we don't even know what the next hour holds. We don't know what the next uh uh we don't know what's going what holds this afternoon, but we know who's holding us right now. And when we have that mindset of, I'm gonna be present, I'm gonna rejoice with God right now. I'm gonna be present right now because family, a soldier is not concerned about that, re- that. Puts me on the scripture that I want to share with you all. No soldier, let's get to it. Let me pull up real quick. It says right here, no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his or her aim is to please the one that enlisted them. This one of those scriptures that we need to hold on this year. This is my message for you for 2021. I'm no prophet, I'm no, I don't predict the times, I know the signs of the times, but I'm that prophecy is not my gifting. But I know the scriptures on my heart this morning. No soldier, first you have to understand that. You are a soldier, whether you believe it or not, you are on one of two armies either you are in the army of God or you're in the army of Satan. Period. There's no in between, no soldier right now. You either working for the things of God or working against the things of God. Period. But it says here, no soldier gets entangled. Entangled by definition means to be let's look it up. That's I love, I love, uh. Definition. That's how I roll. Entangled by definition is the cause to become twisted together with or caught in. The definition of, of entangled is cause to become twisted together with or caught in or to involve someone in difficulties or complicated circumstances that which is difficult to escape. That's the definition of tangle Let me get back to my screen so I can see myself. That's the definition of entangled. Let me pull up real quick. It says right here, oh, let me, um, well, I'll keep the scripture up. It says, to cause to become twisted together with or caught in. Do you understand that civilians are not aware of snares like soldiers are? A snare is a trap. The enemy's ultimate objective is to trap you this year, to trap you today. And the thing is, the trap for you right now is not set today. They're setting up the bait. See, before there is a trap, there has to be bait. And the enemy wants to bait us into traps that they want to have us fall in. And the ultimate bait with the vid right now is fear. Fear is the ultimate bait. It's the false appearances or false evidences of things appearing real. That's you heard the acronym before. And so what happens is he's baiting people into their traps. And how he entangles us is through our emotions, emotions, um, and expectations, expectations or interests, right? Well, let's get stick with the ease. Expectations has a way of building our emotional glue. It stirs the emotional glue, it stirs us to a place where when things come into our lives, we are easily entangled in. We are easily twisted in. We are easily caught in. We are easily involved. It says right, involved or to involve in difficult or complicated circumstances for which it is difficult to escape. He knows the ultimate thing that's difficult for us to escape from are emotional entanglements, emotional involvements, emotional twists, so what he does is he baits us to keep our eyes off of God, to get our eyes off of God and to build carnal expectations that stirs emotional energy that then cause us to be entangled with things that will cause us to be trapped for periods and periods of time. But when you have a soldier's mentality, -huh when you have a soldier's mentality you understand snares you are more cautious you navigate differently even though you're rejoicing even though you're excited about the things of God you're not stupid you see what I'm saying so a soldier knows that there may be uh um, bombs over here there may be mines over here there may be a uh, uh, moles in our midst and so what it does it says you know what I'm gonna focus on being enlisted right? I'm going to focus on the one who enlisted me because it says that no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits. We're pilgrims, fam. That's our that's that's what I want to encourage you. Jesus is coming soon, fam. Like like the Bible says, when you see the signs of the times, know that he's even at the door, that, yo, he's coming. And it's, it's time out to make marriage an idol. It's time out of making money an idol. It's time out of <clears throat> the joys of this life. Fam, I understand a lot of y'all want to be married, but you can't love marriage more than God. Because what if he comes right now and you're burning your oil on Instagram, you're burning your oil with energies, hoping to be married. And then when he comes, you don't have enough oil in your lamp. You heard about the uh, parable of the 10 virgins, the five wise and the five foolish and how the five foolish virgins burnt up all their oil, but they was not smart in the burning of their oil. Maybe they will. Maybe they we. you know how people are they'll leave the light on during the day or they'll leave stuff on and and, it's, and it burns up energy. And then when they get the bill at the end of the month, they're like, man, I like for me, I know when I used to leave the air on over the summer all the time, the bill skyrocket, I was burning energy unnecessarily. I was leaving the air on when, even when I wasn't at home. And what it did was when I got that bill at the end of the month, I'm like, man, why is the uh, uh, energy bill higher than normal? It's because I was burning the energy when I didn't need to. Why am I going to burn energy in my home if I'm not home? So what I'm saying is that oftentimes we burn our oils prematurely. We burn our oil prematurely, and then when it's time for us to use the oil or need the oil, we don't have the oil. But the five wise were smart enough to say, "Hey fam, I know you burnt your oil, but I ain't gonna be that nice." That's why you. It's okay to be nice, but don't be naive, because people gonna try to ask for your oil this year. He was going to ask to burn your oil this year, to burn your oil in an unnecessary relationship, to burn your oil in a situationship, to burn your oil in a creative pursuit. You can't get with these civilians. You're a soldier. People who are not saved. People who have these civilian minds, even if they are a believer, you can't trust them because what they're going to do is when they've burnt their oil. And, and all of a sudden, now you're burning your oil to be used to make somebody else jealous. Now you're in relation with someone that's burning your oil to shine a light to so people can see them. You don't want to be caught up with people that's going to burn your oil for something that's not going to be for you. So you got to make sure that you protect your oil because the bridegroom is coming. You see what I'm saying? Yes, well, right. We are ambassadors. And we have to say, you know what? When someone comes and asks for your oil, asks for your energy, asks for your time this year, today, or ask for whatever, don't cast your pearls to swine. You got to make sure that you have a soldier's mind and say, I'm going to stay focused because my savior's coming. I'm going to stay focused because the end is drawing nigh. I'm going to stay focused because fam, we don't know what's up the road, but we know who's the guide. Let's get back to the scripture. Um, Let me, uh, me, give me one second. I think, um, okay, I'm gonna find another scripture real quickly. Uh, I'm gonna find this scripture right here. I think it's gonna help us again. Um, Here we go. And we'll we'll break this one down and we'll go to the other one. Uh, Let's bring it back up. Oh, uh, here we go. It says, no soldier. Let me see if I can make it bigger for y'all. There we go. No soldier. Entangled gets entangled. Gets. Gets is another key word. See, that's why I always challenge people not to go over the speed limit when reading the word of God. Every word matters. All words matter. I'm talking about when it comes to the word of God, all words matter. No. No soldier. Gets. Gets means the process. That's the baiting process. Those soldier gets entangled. See, entanglement doesn't happen immediately. Like I told you, get your eyes off of God, number one. Get your expectations unrealistic. Get your emotions stirred. Then get you entangled with the trap, right? Gets entangled is what a lot of people, they're in that phase right now. They're getting entangled and they're they're proud about it. They're, they're dumb. What I mean by dumb, they're ignorant, but they're loud. Don't be proud and loud. What I mean by that is, you're over here talking about boasting up this relationship. Oh, he's my boo. This is my boo. Oh, this is my job. This is my career choice. Oh, I'm doing this. You're proud, but you're loud. You're loud with your proudness, and you're getting entangled. You know how people are? They talk big about a relationship. Oh, we're going to get married. This, this is going to be great. This is of God. But they don't know that the demons are snickering because that person is getting entangled. What are you getting into right now? What are you getting into at the moment? What are you getting into that you're loud about? What are you getting into that you're proud about? What are you getting into? And you like, yo, I think that, no, you got to know this from God. Because no soldier gets entangled. Gets means there's a process that. And then you fall in it. No, no, you got to be alert. Is this the right way, God? Is this the right path, God? Is this the right relationship, God? Is this right now, God? Because I don't got time to be at the end of another year. And I got, I was entangled 90% of it. There is a potential for this year for you. There is a potential. There is a potential. Potential is an untapped area, an area by which you could attain, but it's on you to obtain. No one's going to put you there. You got to put you there. Right. Everyone has a potential. That's a potential amount of money that you're supposed to make this year. There's a potential amount of opportunities you're supposed to capitalize on this year. There's a potential amount of of impact for God's kingdom. There's a potential. There's a potential uh, for you to be in shape. There's potential. There's potential. You could actually be in shape this year. You could actually um, uh, make money this year. You could actually um, um, navigate healthy this year, no matter what's going on. You can still be blessed, no matter if there's a new strain this year. But it's based upon your presence and your placement. When you are in God's will and you're vibing, like I said in one of my vlogs, I said, man, I don't care about uh, all the goals I have for 35. My birthday was yesterday, December 31st. It don't care how many goals I have for 35 that i written down, when I, what I, that I wrote down when I was 25. It don't matter. All that matters is am I smack dab in the middle of God's will for my life? That's what matters. I don't care how fast they're driving. I don't care. I don't care how successful they look. Are you in God's will right now? Because that's important. And I said in the previous videos that oftentimes we want to make God our four wheels instead of being a behind the main wheel. And what I mean by that is oftentimes we be like, well, I just want God to be my four wheels. I want God to be my Michelin tires. I want him just to get me to where I wanna go so I can still be behind, be, be behind the wheel. No, no, we gotta say, you know what, God? I'm gonna be the Michelin and I'm gonna let you be behind the steering. Cause I'ma let you drive and I'ma go wherever you tell me to go. Let's get back to the text. It says no soldier gets, gets entangled. Entanglement is a process. Entanglement is a process. Entanglement is a process. And you've got to be alert. The Bible says, watch and pray, lest you fall into temptation. Gideon had a bunch of guys <clears throat> that he was going into war with. And God said, before, 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 before we go into this war, I want you to bring the guys, I want you to bring the guys, to this water and see how they respond. Some of the men went to the water and they completely bowed their whole face into the water. Other men came to the water and they brought the water on to themselves and kept their head on the swoop. <clears throat> God said, keep those men because those men are ready for war. Oftentimes the moment we come to water, the moment we come to a refreshing season, we bow to it and worship it. I don't care how hot the wilderness was. I don't care how tough the wilderness was for you. I don't care how tough 2020 is for you. Don't let promotion cause you to bow and worship to it. Don't allow the next check, the stimmy that comes or the opportunity that comes or whatever comes to cause you to bow. Because that's what the devil wants. He wants you to bow before the pile. He wants you to bow to something that was just meant for you to refresh temporarily, but keep your head on swivel. The enemy loves when we are so thirsty, so hungry. That's why I love what Jesus says. He says, my food, fam, is to do the will of the Lord. My food. He says, man, cool. Biscuits are great. You know what I'm saying? Omelets are amazing. You know what I'm saying? Um, 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 uh, casserole and food, all kind of food is amazing. It's amazing. I love food. But my ultimate food is the will of God. I love the feeling my spirit has. And some of y'all probably experienced this, that when you open up your Bible and you enjoy God and you read God's word, it feels literally that your spirit man has drunk a glass. It really feels like your spirit man is like, ah, thanks for him. You ain't fed me in days. I'm finally got me something to eat. That's the food. That there, it don't matter if you, if your lips are chapped and and, and food is not like it used to be, that, that you still have that oil burning, that oil turning in your life because you like, yo fam, I'm still in the mist. It doesn't matter what comes my way this year. I'm still going to be on the hunt. It don't matter what happens, all it's gonna be nothing but great things because we we ain't about that, right? But what I'm saying is it don't matter what happens globally, my will is to do the will. My, my food is to do the will of God. And when you understand that you won't bow yourself in the moment of refreshment, but you'll keep you'll bring it to you. It's cool. Bring the money into your life. Bam, I bring the money, but I keep my head on a swivel. Yeah, I got I'm gonna bring the opportunity, see. The issue is your response to refreshment. You, you respond one of two ways. Either you bow to it or you beckon it to you. See, I bring things to me. Nah, fam. I bring it to me. I dip and cool. we Bam. Money. I bring it to me. But when I bring it to me, I keep my head on the swivel. Josh, you got money. You got opportunity. But keep your head on the swivel. Because the enemy loves when you bow and you focus on the money and you focus on the ministry, and you focus on the on the whatever, and that sniper, that demon from the top, pow, got you. Because they know that's the moment that you're not watching. Because I'd rather throw this away to boom, boom, boom. I'd rather, I'd rather, hey, 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 and stay focused than to get snapped in the process. But that's the analogy. And the thing that we need to focus is that we can't get entangled. In civilian pursuits, civilian pursuits. Comment. Let me know what are some well, give me. Let's comment. Let's engage. What are some civilian pursuits? Give me some examples of some 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 whoa. Give me some examples of some civilian them, whoa, them some some them some 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 them S, s's and c's. Trip up coach some kind. Give me some examples of some some <laughs> of some civilian pursuits. There we go. Let me look in the chat box. And thank you so much, Christian, Girls Rocks Bible Study for the for the super chat. Thank you so much for the donation. I really appreciate it. And thank you all so much for those who've been giving and supporting. Man, you guys help us out so much, and we are really appreciate it. Happy birthday, Coach Josh. Thanks for all you do. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year. Thank you. Comment below. Let me know in the chat box. What are some t- examples of civilian pursuits? No matter if you're watching on Facebook, on YouTube, what are some examples of civilian pursuits? What are some things that... Relationships. Josh, how can I donate? Um, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just go to my website, imunplugged.com. That's probably the best way. Um, I know YouTube with the super chats, I think they take about 30% or something like that. But um, I'm going to put the website here uh, for you to be able to, uh, to give for sure. Um... Let me make sure it's the right link. Yeah, that's the right one. So you can give on the website. You can give on the website here, or you can um uh cash app dollar sign Joshua Ezzy J-O-S H U A E Z E however God leads you, man. Money ain't money ain't no god to me, man. It's I just I just kind of honor that people would so, but I know. Um, I ain't gonna, you know what I'm saying, about money like that. Thank you. Would love to give. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. All right, let's get to it. <clears throat> Relationships. Relationships. Where's the motivation? It says relationship. Yeah. Civilian is nothing. See, relation, it's a type of relationship that becomes civilian pursuits. Civilians are pursuing relation. Oh, oh, let's put it this way a civilian pursuit is anything you pursue more than God. Pursuing God means this. It doesn't mean like I'm chasing after you. It's not like I'm chasing. It's that I'm pursuing to know you more. I'm pursuing my wife still. See, people understand, pursuit doesn't stop when you get married. I'm pursuing because one thing I learned about being married, we change. Things, situations cause us to grow. And one thing I'm learning about my wife, I got to continue to pursue her. I can't just pursue her one time and I got her. That's what messes up our relationships. A man will pursue a woman and he'll start pursuing her. You see what I'm saying? And, and what happens is he'll just be like, oh, I got her. The kill is done. No, no, no. You got to keep hunting. What you like today? Because you know y'all be changing. Ladies, y'all be changing what y'all like, Now We got to stay on it. She says she like this. I, I see it with my nieces. I see it with, with a lot of young ladies in my life. I'm like, man, I thought you like my niece, man. I was like, man, I thought you like this. And he's like, no, nah, I'm off that. I'm like, man. My wife, I'd be like, oh, you like this? No, I don't like that no more. I'd be like, oh, got to erase that, add this. You got to keep pursuing. But relationships is when you pursue the idea of relationship versus uh, who God is, the individual. And most civilians right now are pursuing the world's way of relationship. They're pursuing the world's way. The, ooh, we got a cute family. Oh, we're homeowners now. Ooh, we got a baby coming. Ooh, we got this. That's great. But you got to pursue purpose. Purpose relationships. Like, my wife and I ain't on that, hanging out with couples all day, Um, hanging out and doing this all day. No, we're on assignment. Marriage is not about being cute on a gram or, or whatever. That the way the world looks in relationship, no, 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 we off that. What we on is, Father, what do you have for us? Why did you put us together? For what assignment? Not only to be fruitful and, and to bear godly seed, but what do you have for us to do as a, as a unit? That when I'm out here like this, she behind my back with her thing and we out here navigating as ambassadors doing deals for the kingdom. So a relationship is a a civilian pursuit when you pursue the look of it, but you don't have the stuff of it. You know what I mean? Like you you get it. You got the relationship. Great. But now what? Do you have a mission statement for your relationship? Or for those single individuals that's that's pursuing relationships, do you even know what the purpose of them are? How do you plan on glorifying God with it? You see what I'm saying? So civilians are pursuing relationships. Um, Dorian, what's up, fam? Hey, Coach Wyatt. I'll get to your question. We'll get to your question in a minute. I got you. Make sure you copy. And when I get to the q and I'll make sure I answer yours for sure. Uh, what are some other civilian pursuits? Let's see. God bless you, too. God bless you, too. Your job. Your job. See, it's crazy how many civilians or people who are soldiers are adopting civilian mindsets and they're pursuing careers. Because of the cash versus a calling that lasts. They're pursuing a career. Oh, this will make this amount of money. Never pursue anything because of how much money you make. Don't pursue anything because how it make you look. Don't pursue nothing like that. A soldier says, I don't pursue money because all soldiers know that they have benefits. They're getting paid. See, when you are an ambassador, when you work for someone, they take care of all expenses. The issue is of is our expectations of those expenses. So what happens is we're like, oh, well, what well God is providing you, but He's not providing for you in the way that you think He should. See, if I, if my uh, um, principal sends me to another city to go to a conference, right, the school will probably will pay for the pay for the the, the expenses to get there. Will pay for my living expenses there. Because they're saying, you're doing something for me. And the least I could do, and I don't even want to put that with God. we don't even want to give you that type of thought to think that God, is the least that God can do. So erase that out of your psyche. But what I'm saying is that they're saying, for you doing this for me, and the best word of what God says: those who lose mother, father, lands, or houses for me will not only in this life, So God's saying, when you sacrifice for me, I got you, fam. But if my principal sends me out to go to a conference or to do whatever, it is my job not to focus on the money. My job is to focus on the mission. When you focus on the mission, money comes. But when you focus on the money, you lose the mission and you lose actually the, the, uh, the access of the favor that you need to fully function in that field. So what I'm trying to tell you right now is that if you're pursuing a career for the money or you are pursuing it for whatever and you're not trusting that God will provide, I'm a living witness. God always provides. God always provides. So my expectation of God's provision is out the window. He says he will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. How do you not know that this some amount of money is what's going to give God the ultimate glory out of you in the long run, that God may limit the money right now and people get mad. Well, well, God, why would God limit the money to make you a better steward, to make you value it more? If I had a son right now or a daughter right now and they're spending money and they let it spin like a dripping faucet, then I'm going to limit the flow. Until you know how to know, until you know how to go with this, and so God gets glory. He's got the riches, but the thing is, it, are you allowing God to supply according to His glory for you? He's going to supply according uh, uh, supplies all my needs. The issue is, you want God to supply your wants. God ain't in here to supply your wants. He supplies your needs because needs are for seeds, and what I mean by that is seeds follow needs. God's gonna be like, I'll show this in your life according to the need, the need at the moment. Do you need a man right now? Do you need a wife right now? Do you need, you think you need it, but when you need something more than God, fam, you're rot. So what I'm saying is, is that a lot of people are pursuing great careers and that's cool, but what's your calling? How many missed calls do you have from God, fam? God been calling you. said, this is the way, go ye in it. I'm calling you to do this. Don't allow the enemy to cause you to be insecure in the very thing that you're called to. That's the trap. He wants to get you entangled in a career. He wants you to get entangled for the money. Get you entangled and you waste time mastering your craft. The Bible said it's your gift that makes room for you. That's why I master my gift. I work on my, 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 um, The way I chop up my messages, I get into God's word and I train it myself. I make it skill. See, the thing you should be doing right now is sharpening your blade. What you should be doing right now is developing skills, transferable skill sets. Can this current skill be transferred? And what happens is when you get so caught up in a career with outdated skill sets, then when that outdated system has been modified to the new world and the way the world is moving right now, you don't got the skills for it. And if you don't got the skills for it, you ain't going to be fit for it. But when you are, the listen, in a a career, you can lose a career, but you can't lose your call. I won't ever have to worry about money because my calling will always my calling will always call things to me. Ooh, my calling, careers, careers may veer, but your calling will always call. So what I'm saying is, is that when you in your calling and you working for God and you doing this for God, it will continue to call things your way. Because you, you are valuable. Joseph, it did Joseph was always valuable. Daniel will up. Oh, it doesn't matter how wicked the government was. It doesn't matter how crazy the government was. They got Joseph. They said, oh, Joseph, keep these fine men right here. Keep these men right here. They look like they're valuable. When they when, when the, the dude came in, the king came in and started snatching up and burnt the uh, burnt the um, temple and whatever, they found Joseph and certain men. And it was like, don't kill them. They look valuable. So I don't got to worry about um um the way the world is going. I don't care who's present. I don't care what's happening this year. I'm going to always be valuable because I gained my value from God, not my job. So what God was doing this whole time, see, the, the job I have right now, I'm not qualified for. I don't have no credentials to be a counselor. You know what I'm saying? I don't got no credentials for all that. But I was sharpening in my blade so well that people was like, yo, we got to get him. And I had two opera So wh- what I'm saying is, the more valuable you are, you'll never be without a job. I don't got to worry about that because I know my skills are transferable. I don't got to worry about a thing. I don't, because I know the skills are transferable. People gonna always need advice. People gonna always gonna need coaching. It don't matter how how bad it gets. They're gonna be like, I need to talk to him. See, see, see. My gift, your gift, makes room for you. Uh, thank you. Would love to give. Thank- oh, already, right, already right, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Uh, friendships or loneliness? Yep. You don't need no friends, man. When God's your friend, fam, I don't need no new friends. New, new friends are great. Don't get me wrong. Friends are great. But when you be friend to God and you and God cool, man, I be times I be like I forget about my wife sometimes. I got, I got. Oh God, my bad, friend. God, I gotta go. God, man, I gotta go talk to my wife. <laughs> my friendship with God is so good. You know what I'm saying? That I'm learning how to balance it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm jokingly, I'm not saying that's legitimate in my marriage, but what I'm saying is that your relationship should be so good with God that you don't don't put unnecessary pressure on someone else. See, what happens with friendships due to loneliness is that loneliness is a a mindset. You're never alone, fam. God is a present help in a time of trouble. The Holy Spirit is in you right now. You're never alone. But when you allow the enemy to get into your mind and you start thinking, I'm alone, now you start pursuing like a civilian. But a soldier says, a soldier says, hey, my aim is to please the one who enlisted me. Who are you trying to please? People try to please because they want a certain level of ease. But I'm telling you something about when you are doing things for God that you can begin to grow in love with him and you begin to understand more and more about who he is to you and who he wants to be to you and things just flow better. But never allow the seed of loneliness to creep in your mind that you start thinking that, God, where are you? You got your eyes off of God, got your expectations too high with another person, got your emotions stirred and now you connected to someone and tangled to someone that wasn't for you. Great stuff. Let me see what else we got here. All right, that was the last one. Great, great dialogue. I think I think it was the last one. Powerful word, guard your energy anointing. Powerful word, guard your energy anointing in time. You got to guard it. You you guard something based upon its value. When you don't see value in your time and you don't see value in your energy, you don't see value in. See, I gotta guard my anointing. See, calling and anointing is different. Now I, I'm gonna do some more research, but let me flow with this. I'm called to ministry, but will I always be anointed in my ministry? You can be called to something, but will you sustain the anointing of it? Anointing is focus. Anointing is a a, a focus on God. Anointing is understanding I'm a soldier. Sustained anointing is I'm doing this for God's glory. The more you do things for God's glory, the more genuine your motives are. When you do things for God's glory, and that's that's engraved in your heart, your heart of stone has become a heart of flesh, and that's engraved in your heart, you're anointing because you're more powerful. God can trust my words out of my mouth because he knows that I want him to get the glory. So when I speak, it ain't Josh speaking. God says that's a vessel that's available. That's a vessel that's going to ensure I get the glory. And the more you do that, the more genuine you are the more anointing your words are. See, I don't got to worry about these preachers. I ain't in competition with them. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm better than them. It's not that I'm better in word or I'm, it's not that I'm better in delivery. With a lot of these preachers, I'm better because I'm more available. I already went through those idolatrous states of ministry. I've already tried to be, make my own name great. I've already been through that. And I saw how vain it was. So what happens when these preachers blow up, I ain't worrying about them. When these speakers blow up, I ain't worrying about them because I know they ain't destroying no yokes. They ain't destroying no yokes. It's the anointing. And so if I know that I'm in the anointing business, then I'm going to stay on my face. I'm going to stay seeking God because I know I don't got time to be talented. I need to be anointed so I guard it. I got to keep my eyes off of that. I got to stay away from that. I got to repent from that. I got to stay in the river so that when I speak, yokes are destroyed. You know if this anointed or not, and, and I ain't talking about my boisterous hands and my strong. We ain't talking about that. We're talking about is it feeding your soul, man? That's how you know. Are you entertained or are you being undetained? <laughs> so, so, so I don't got I'm in the undetainment, I'm not in entertainment, I'm in the undetainment business. I'm here to get you undetained, get you out of this, these bondages, fam. But we have to guard our energy. You can just you just can't boil your oil for everyone. You just can't burn your oil for everyone. No, I gotta save this oil because my my savior's coming. I gotta burn this oil because I need this oil for tomorrow. I don't know. See, I don't burn all my oil every day. I, I store my oil just in case I need a little bit more oil tomorrow. Maybe my wife needs more oil for me tomorrow. <laughs> maybe, maybe my family needs more oil for me tomorrow. So I'm not gonna burn unnecessary oil. And said just because I have surplus of oil. Now I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep stockpiling oil just in case another season comes. That's what my wife said. Me and my wife, because we both in the education sector. And we was like, and I I was talking and I said, why am I trying to uh, uh, be all working right now? Like I'm trying to write books or whatever, and God has graced me with rest. What what oftentimes messes up is when we become restless in rest. God puts you in a season of rest, but you're restless because you want to burn oil to create a new book. You want to burn oil to create more content. You want to burn more oil, and God's like, nah, this ain't the time for you to burn oil. It's for you to stockpile that oil because you don't know what's coming up in the next first quarter of the year. You don't know where you're going to need more faith. So what I've been doing, I've been stockpiling my faith. I've been stockpiling my oil because I don't know. What the first quarter has for me, I don't know. What the first quarter has for this country, and I gotta keep my oil burning for my kids. I had when I when I went when I go to school, I can't be low on oil. And these kids don't understand the things of God like I understand, and they're worried about will I graduate? Will I get college offers and all this stuff? I gotta be, I gotta be. My faith gotta stay stirred. So when they, if, they, if 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 these kids come into my office at the high school I work at, if they come my and they see me shaking. They're going to be shaky. So I got to stay secure. So that when they look me in my eyes, I'm like, baby girl, you're going to be all right. The same God yesterday is the same God today, the same God tomorrow. So that's what we mean about conserving your oil and building up yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> you something got to pray in tongues, man, and be like, man, I don't know what to pray. I don't know what, to, but I got to build myself up because I got people looking up to my faith level. And, I, and I'm looking up somebody else's faith level. And we got to have faith levels up there where people can inspire, be inspired by to build their faith to that level in God. That's a great word, man. God, you something. I was minding my own business. And God was like, fam, go up and talk to my people about being entangled. I said, God, you talking about Will Smith and Jada? God was like, "Nah, we off there. That was 2020. What we're talking about now is uh, let's <laughs> go. Let's go to, <laughs> let's go to the next scripture. That's good. God gets the glory. That's good. That's good. So good. God gets the glory. Focus twenty twenty. Now you know what to see. Now 20, One thing twenty twenty did it. It put you put things in perspective. Now we should see clearly here, more clearly. Now, right? God, I only want to please you. Teach me. And show, I'm, I'm telling you, that's the focus on this year. That's the focus. Let's get to the next scripture. And then uh, I'm going to answer the one gentleman or lady's question, a couple questions, and then I'm going to get up out of it. Stay focused when God doesn't come through like you expected. That's right. It's it's those type of expectations that messes us up. When you don't know how, when, you, when your exegetical ability is low, your expectations will be too high. Mm. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for that word. When your exegetical ability is low, your expectations become too high. Exegesis means the interpreting proper interpretation of the word of God. When your exegetical ability is low, meaning you don't read your Bible, you don't know the word of God, you don't understand how God prunes and before prospers, and you don't understand about certain things, you don't understand what the end of the days are going to be like, you don't understand what it means to be a-, a follower of Jesus, right? When your exegetical ability is low, your expectations become too high. Now you start having high exes- even about God. God should be doing this, and God better do this, or we... God don't care if you leave. God ain't that attached, fam. God, let me give y'all a rude awakening. God ain't that attached. Like we we love you, but we're not that attached. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't like I'm gonna lose sleep because you want to walk away from me. God ain't like that. God ain't that attached. God love you, but he don't, he don't need you. He's self-sufficient. That's one of his attributes. He's self-sustaining. He's self... He don't need us, He wants us. See, need leads to perversion. I can, if God needed me, then I can pervert God. But if God wants me, then I really can't pervert want. You just want me. You don't need me. Need says, I need you to do this for me or heaven and earth will pass away. No, God don't need us. He wants us. Because if he needed us, he could easily be perverted, right? But God ain't that attached fam. God ain't saying, you you can't make God. You can't, well, you can't pout and, and manipulate God. Oh, um, you know how we are as kids, we start putting pouty faces on and think God's gonna do something for us. We pout to get God to come out. Hmm, God ain't God ain't about that. God's like, okay, all right. <laughs> Let's keep going. Next scripture I wanna share real quickly. Let me get out the way. Answer a couple of questions possibly. Um, Here we go. This text right here is another word that we need to chew on this year. The word of God says, can y'all see that? It says, look carefully then how you walk. Look, let's look at the word look. Look, what has your eyes right now? Are you looking at how somebody else is walking? Are you looking at somebody else? Are you looking at, because sometimes we, we get mentorship, we make mentoring an idol. We look in, now don't get me wrong, you gotta look up. You know, see, okay, that's how we move, woo. got the game. <clears throat> but it says, look carefully, full of care. Do you care about the way you walk in? You know, what I'm saying like, do you care about how you carry yourself? I care about how I carry myself. I don't want my good to be spoken evil. Of, so I care now. But the question is, why do you care? I don't care because of my namesake. I don't care because of my wife's namesake. I care because God's namesake. And when I care about God, then I'll be careful about how my wife looks and how our marriage looks. I don't care because I care about God. You got to care. <clears throat> and what happens is when your worth is not in God and you're carefree or you care less, carefree means um, that I'm free of caring and I'm just going to do me like a little butterfly. Not a little butterfly, but you have to just twirl in the lily fields, right? Care less, carefree means carefree is pride. Care less is uh hold on, let me hear Care free is pride, care less is low self-esteem. I'm carefree because I'm pride, I'm carefree, I'm out here doing my thing, I'm rich, I'm powerful, I'm carefree. Care less is the fruit of depression, carefree is the root of pride. So I'm carefree because I'm full of pride, I'm carefree. Ain't not gonna happen to me. I'm indefin indispensable, indivincible, uh, whatever. Right? Care less means, <clears throat> man, nobody cared for me, so I care less, man. But when you know you're cared for, you will be on the early end of casting your cares on him because you know he cares for you. And then when you know you're cared for, then you take a careful look at how you carry yourself. Look, that means I look, I'm looking at my life. I, trust me, I look at my life day by day. Great athletes, they study film. Mm. That's why the word of God says, be not ignorant of Satan's device. I study film. You got to study film. You got to look at the tapes. You got to look at it. How did I walk yesterday? How did my enemy play defense on me yesterday? Oh, they run a two, three. All right. They run a nickel off a defense. Okay. Oh, they blitz like this at this time. Oh, they doing a boxing one. You study the film. How did I fall? Why did I fall yesterday? How did I, how did this happen? Study the film. Study the tape. Look carefully how you walk. Okay, that's okay. Now I got to like basketball. The reason why I'm nice with the game and I can beat some of these young guys because I understand angles. I understand positioning. I have good footwork. I have better balance. So I'm saying, so I'm studying, I can look carefully. Okay, what do, okay, that's okay. Even when, like, when I miss a shot, I know the adjustments. I look carefully. Okay, oh, that's why my feet were not set the right way. Oh, my elbow was tucked in. Oh, my shot is a little short. Okay, my legs are tired. Let me get into the passing game. Oh, my legs tired because I'm an old dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm tapped out. You know what? Let me set screens. I know what to do. I know how to adjust. See what I'm saying? So, but when it comes to this, we got to look carefully then how... You walk, how I walk. <clears throat> Walking is how I carry myself, how I present myself. I must look carefully then at how I walk, how I, no, don't look carefully at how you talk too. But I don't care. Like The, the, the older you get, the more you recognize fluff. The older you get, the more you recognize zeal only. Right now I'm 35 and I got an old soul. I know the difference between zeal and heal, someone who's zealous and someone who actually healed. I know the difference between someone who's who's wise and who's dumb because they talk loud. Uh, listen, I want you to hear me even if I ain't saying nothing because my walk is loud. When your talk is loud, people who know who got the walk, they know you ain't nothing. I want my walk to be loud. Is your talk loud? Or is your walk loud? I want to where I hear that man come. Oh, remember those guys? It was like, should we sit here till we die? One of the guys like, man, we about to die here, man. Oh, man, this family don't got no food. One guy was like, fam, you talking crazy, fam. He said, at least let's go over to the enemy's camp and maybe they'll be nice to us and give us food. And when these four brothers or how many other brothers was walking, the the enemy camp got scared because it sounded like horse's feet. So what happened was they wasn't talking like, hey, we come. We need food. They just started walking that direction. Do you not know how heavy your walk is? Listen. Ooh, demons are scared when the when 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 the weight of God's glory is on a man because it makes a woman or a man or a woman, it makes their walk heavy. And the enemy's like, that sounds like God walking over here. It sounds like God walking this way. Demons start trembling. You don't gotta worry about. Uh, um, um if you're going to get the job or not, because they're going to hear God coming. When you walk in, they hear God coming. They'll give you the business. They'll give you the opportunity. They'll give it to you. Because they hear footmen. They hear horses coming. They start getting scared. But if you all talk, demons, de- demons, what think demons told Paul, I'm Jesus. I know Paul, I know. Fam, but who's you? Demons, demons know. Demons know about that life. They know, oh, fam, that's that Joshua, where is bro? All right, man, he walk with God. That's why you got to walk with God, because they won't hear your footsteps. When you walk with God, they won't hear your footsteps. They're the God you walking with. Oh, my goodness. Those brothers walked over to the enemy's camp. The enemy got so scared. They began, hey, we got to go. Man, they about to get us. And and all that food, all that gold, all that stuff was for them. (laughs) When you walk with God, enemies always run. Enemies always scatter (laughs) because you walking with God, fam. When you walking with God, they get nervous. You walk with God, ah, man. But you walk by yourself. And this is loud. But when you silent, the Bible says stand, see, salvation stand and see the salvation stand and see <laughs> i don't care what nobody say about you you stand behind god's calf like this you over there, you know little kids when they get scared they start hiding behind their mama's calf hide behind their daddy's leg and stuff i'm behind god's calf like this go ahead god do you i'm behind god's calf Right there behind God's ankle, because I don't even know if God tall like that. You know, God mad tall. I might be behind God's little little bottom. I might be behind God's uh, uh, ankle. Just seeing the salvation. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. That's right. That's why you got to give God the will. That's right. That's why you got to give God the will and stay in the passenger seat. That's right. They can't even see your face. The enemy just see God's. Are people hearing your mouth or are they hearing the God you walk with? Mm. Lord have mercy. That's you see, see, that's why you can't, that's why you can't drive uh, by the word like that. Oh, oh, thank you. I'm about to you, she's getting ready right now. She's getting ready. That's why that's why I'm still tearing. Thank you so much for your donation. We probably gonna see my wife, man. I want, I wish I could take her to the Waffle House. That's where I would like to go for breakfast. <laughs> but you know waffle house they average score is like a 90. <laughs> waffle house average sanitation score is like a 91 <clears throat> average we are talking about across the board and if you go across the nation it may be like an 89 might be the uh, the um average it might it might be the average for 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 the sanitation grade so we we, we know we're not going there you know what i'm saying so we'll probably go somewhere a little in 90. The averages are in the 97s. You know what I'm saying? We'll go there. But thank you so much for your donation. I will <clears throat> be taking the breakfast. Yeah, I hit a blow dry now. I Here getting ready now. Um, thank you. Anyway, what was I on? Oh, yeah. That's why you can't go too fast beyond the scriptures, man. I'm gonna get out your way. Um, it says, look carefully then. Did my wife text you? Tell my man to get off the phone. Tell my man we gotta go eat. Look carefully then how you walk. How? Not as unwise, but as wise. Are you walking wisely or are you walking unwisely? S- simple question. You know, if you walk in wisely, if you fear God, the Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. When I reverence God, I walk wisely in every area. Make it the best use of the time because the days are evil. We have to make the best use of this time right now, not time as in period of time. We're talking about the seconds, the minutes. When you're constantly looking carefully and you, your job, your goal is to uh, uh, be there to to to, uh, to please win and enlist you, you're going to be straight, fam. That's my message for this year. <clears throat> Look carefully then how you walk. Also, don't become entangled with civilian affairs. And make sure your pleasure is pleasing God. It is a pleasure to please God, man. It's a pleasure. It's, I, I don't care about pleasing nobody but him. Oh man, I'm a I get to be God's friend, fam. When you get to that sweet spot, I, I'm in that sweet spot, man. That I'm like, God, man, I, you I'm about to get teary out. Like, God, it's it's a honor to serve you this wretch like me even in the midst of my sins you thought about me you pursued me you came and wrapped yourself in flesh and and you 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 you, before the foundation of the world you thought about that for me man i don't care if god wants me to do youtube lives and if god just wants me like i'm like people ask me um, maybe 12 or 13 years ago, I had my own ministry called Unplugged, right? And I was out there, man, I was just doing my thing. And uh, a person asked me the other week, They was like, do you miss it? Because now I'm, I'm, I'm at my church now, I'm helping out with the 16 to 18 olds. I'm a counselor at, at my old high school and all that kind of stuff. So all that stuff. And it was like, Josh, do you miss it? I said, man, I don't miss that. When I see these young kids coming to me and asking for advice, these young kids, like like we think that ministry, we think the opportunity is the big stage. If God just wants me to hold the door for people at church, if God just wants me to just stand on a post forever, sign me up, fam. It don't matter how little the job is, I'll get the job done. That's the mindset we have to have. It don't matter if you don't make another dime this year. If God says stay on his post, you do it. <clears throat> All right. Got two questions right here. My brother, Dorian. My brother, you tarried. You tarried, brother. That brother said, oh, coach, coach, you said. You said, brother, you're going to answer my question. I'm going to answer his first, and I'm going to go to this young lady. Uh, mm, mm-hmm. These two questions, I got to go. My wife over there, I hear shoes. I'm discerning that my wife is getting, putting on socks right now. So I got to answer these two questions and we're going to go eat. Because one thing about my wife, when she hungry, you just got to get a food, fam. You got to stop, drop and get her a sushi roll. (laughs) You got to stop and drop and get get her something. Hey, coach, why are our sexual desires? Oh, oh, sorry. Hey, coach, why are our sexual drives so strong? And why is our desire for marriage stronger if everything is temporary? Oh. God only wants us to himself and your and pleasure only being God. Because we live in a fallen world, <clears throat> it's that simple. It's very fundamental. We live in a fallen world, but God's faithfulness towards us sent his only begotten son for us to have fellowship with him again so that we can flow with him like we were supposed to flow from the beginning. But when we're in this fallen state, let's talk about that pre-salvation. Pre-salvation, that desire is going to be strong no matter what. That desire is going to be strong because there's no hope in you. There's no uh, uh, the Holy Spirit in you. There's no help. There's no uh, revelation of your uh, desperate need for God, right? So those sexual desires are strong. The desires for marriage are strong because they're perverted desires. Those desires are, are um, <clears throat> uh, emboldened because of our fallen nature. Now, sexual desires and those, strong, those, those desires can still be strong even in salvation because of the baby state. The baby state of a salvation is not, you you got revelation, but now you need sanctification. You've been justified. It means you've been made righteous by God. You're in right standing with God. There's a difference between righteousness and holiness, right? Not not that much of a difference, but there's some difference. Right right now, I am in right standing with God. I am saved from the penalty of God's wrath as far as hell. I am positionally righteous. My positional righteousness was imputed on me because of Jesus' righteousness. So when God sees me, He sees the blood. Remember when Moses <clears throat> they killed the uh, unspotted uh, lamb and they put the blood on the doorpost so that the death angel will pass over the house that has the blood on it, right? Because they was justified, they were uh, set, a God, set aside for God's God's people. And therefore, the death angel like we're not going to take the firstborn of that house, right? So that's the same thing on us. So when God sees us, the wrath of God is when the wrath of God comes. <clears throat> or whatever, whatever, just giving metaphorical kind of analogies, it passes over us because we are his son. The Bible talks about those who avoid the light in John 3, that the wrath of God is compounding on those of unbelief, right? So positionally I'm righteous because of what Christ did for me. So it ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't gotta work to get God's favor. I don't got a and job to get God's favor. I don't gotta outgive to give to get God's favor. I'm because of what Christ did, I have favor and I have fellowship, right? So positionally I'm righteous now. Based upon my allowance of allowing God to renew my mind, then makes my deeds right. That's why the word of God says, be holy for I am holy. Now, holiness is now a, a, a lifestyle. It's, it's I'm, re, I'm remaining, <clears throat> I'm abstaining and I'm remaining by my free will choice. Now, when your free will is in fellowship with, when you are in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, your free will becomes flowing into God's will. And now you begin to do holier things. Holier things is not how long your skirt is or how well you carry yourself in church. Holiness is a way of life. Holiness is that I'm abstaining from this to maintain this, right? Maintain my fellowship with God. Now, <clears throat> that's positional righteousness being imputed because Christ rights. Now, righteousness, as far as righteous deeds, comes with real relationship with God, right? So when you stay in a baby state, those old desires, even though your old man is, is gone, because the Bible says, if any, man, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, old, oh, new creature. That means you're a new creature now. You're new. You're not like you used to be. But there is some old residue of who you used to be. Mm-hmm. There's old residue of who you used to be that has to can be cleaned up. And that's why you got to allow the Holy Spirit to have more of you. So those sexual desires can be you don't want God to take your you. You don't want that because when you get married, you got to do what it do. God ain't going, God doesn't want to take your sexual desires. God don't want to take your desire for marriage because he put that in. you. God created sex. God created every pleasure point of sex. The right pleasure points. We'll talk about that another day. There's other pleasure points that we ain't supposed to be pleasing us because that's a different type of pleasure. Okay? But there are certain sexual pleasure points God created That He's a mastermind. He created sex. Sex is a gift. So you don't want God to take your sexual desires. You don't want that. Then you're gonna be looking for God when you get mad. Bring that back. No, he wants the sexual desires to be like they were supposed to be, holy sexual desires. Desires that were supposed to be when he told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. Right? So you don't want God to take it away, but they're stronger because we've we've seen something or we have made something in our mind to be stronger to us than God. But when God's the strongest, those strong desires become less. When he's the strong guest, which means that he's my, I need him. He's my rock. He's my rock, my sword and shield. See what I'm saying? He, he's the will in the middle of the will. You know the old song, old saint song. Come on now, I grew up in the old church. So then your, your, your strong sexual becomes less because he's the strong guest. And you know, you desperately need him. And then those things begin to subside. But they're strong because we made something stronger to us than God. We made something our Desire more than God. We made something our our hope more than God. And then when you realize eternity, then things starts changing. When I understand eternity, it made me look at marriage differently. When I think about eternity, it makes me think about when it's time for me to parent. It's gonna make me think about parenting differently. Because I got I'm eternity-minded, not earthly minded. So I hope that helped, fam. <clears throat> Last question: Is there a difference between aware and woke? Yeah, you can be woke, and, and I think woke was hijacked. It. Um, aware, woke, woke people talk a lot about what they woke about. Aware people keep it to themselves. Aware just means I take mental notes. One thing about me, I may smile in your face, and you may think you're getting over on me. I don't took mental notes for you, fam. I'm aware. I'm not gonna be walking black. I'm woke. Look at me. I'm woke. Woke. That's talk. I'm woke. Woo. Aware just says, OK. Let's okay, know. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware. Like like right now, I can still joke and have fun, but I, I'm still aware. These are still the end times. I'm aware of what God wants me to. And maybe wokeness is the initial baby state of awareness. And awareness is more of an immature thing where you're more silent. So that's just my my quick thoughts. Love y'all. I don't hear no more noise. So my wife probably just on her phone scrolling, watching me right now, and waiting to go get some meat. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Uh, uh, I'm just looking through y'all's last comments. Yeah, I, listen, I ain't. Come on now. I think God likes to sprinkle in His uh, messages a certain level of humor, a certain level of wit, so they can so they can capture people. So thank y'all. I'm glad you're laughing at my jokes. So I be laughing at my jokes because I've been doing some blo- vlogs. Check out my vlogs on the Ezzy Life. I think I got the graphic up here. Check Go to my, go to the Ezzy Life and check out my latest vlogs. And man, I be laughing at my jokes. I love y'all. Um, I think that's it. Our website, uh, if you need any books like The Purpose of Singleness. Uh, what other books I have? Oh, just all my books right here. A lot of books. Go to my website, imunplugged.com. Let me find the graphic. Iamunplug.com. Resources, tools, all that good stuff, man. Um, my latest book, uh now uh, now available on Amazon Counterfeit the counterpart, how to, to continuously discern the will of God in every area of your life. Um, so I pray these resources and tools are a blessing to you all. Y'all be blessed. I'ma see what my wife needs. Um, because the reason why I got on this, I got on this because my wife was on her prayer call and i would be like, Oh, she on a prayer call. Whoop, whoop. God was like, Go on in there, fam. Go on it. I was like, go, son, son, go. She's praying, go, go, go. And I was like, all right, God, I'm going. Because I know, you know, when she's praying, she don't need me. When she praying, she don't need me. So I said, Let me go talk to the people. But I've been for an hour and 13. Her prayer call and oh is 140. Her prayer call been done. But they be having overflow in their prayer call sometime. So it's January 1st, so they probably praying all extra. She might still be praying right now because that January 1st prayer call probably be lit. And I'll be mad at my my wife wouldn't even let me on her prayer call. When I found out it was one brother, and maybe she she want her fella. she, she want friends. But I was like, Man, you want me to the prayer call? You want me praying with y'all? She's like, These like, my friend, these my friend. I was like, All right, cool. You know what I'm saying I go pray myself. Love y'all. Get the books on Amazon, all that good stuff. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. I uh, think that's it. Peace.